minutes past nine o'clock. It's the Riviera Wellbeing Window. We're discussing understanding and managing anger. Is anger unhealthy or healthy? Why do some of us seem to get angry for no reason? Is road rage connected to anger or just bad drivers? Are we all much angrier these days or does it just seem that way? And what does healthy anger look like? Send in your questions, studio at rivieradio.mc, or you can WhatsApp me on plus three three six eight zero eight six nine five nine nine. Gavin Sharp will be up after the Rolling Stones and angry. One. edition of the Riviera Wellbeing Window of 2023. I'm joined by Gavin Sharp and we are discussing, discussing, or we're discussing rather, understanding and managing anger. Now, Gavin, you mentioned earlier on, uh, just after eight o'clock, an incident that made you angry mm. uh, concerning your car park space being taken. Uh, maybe you could also how you define anger, just to start us all off. How do you define anger? Absolutely, and, and good morning again to, to you and our listeners. Um, I think with anger, we so often misunderstand what anger is, and we tell ourselves that we shouldn't be angry. Um, and I think we often assume anger is when someone behaves in a way that, you know, I pick up my mobile phone and I throw it across the room. It's something that I do that should, shouldn't, it's not acceptable. And that's what we assume anger is. And actually, I'd say that's not anger. That's a consequence of me experiencing anger. So for me, anger is a natural response. It's a natural response to being treated unfairly, maybe a boundary being crossed, maybe feeling frustrated or feeling attacked. And a, a really good way to think about it is when you think about babies, you know, infants who don't yet have their vocabulary. And what does a baby do? A baby's protesting. Why is that baby protesting? Because they want something to be put right in their environment. And that's what anger is. Anger, if you think about all the marches that have been going on at the moment around, you know, the, the awful political situation that we're living in, that's a bunch of people who are experiencing anger. And there's something healthy there because it's motivating us. It's one of the few emotions that has this energy. It motivates us to put something right. Um, it will help us identify things that might be hurting us. Um, maybe it will um, help me defend myself. So anger is a healthy emotion. Um, it gets a little complicated because much of what we feel 
is anger, but actually it's hidden, so we don't actually realize we're angry. And sometimes anger hides other emotions. But for now, really what I want to get across is for people who say, well, I never get angry, or I don't like being angry. As I said just after eight o'clock, that's a bit like saying I don't like being joyful or I don't want to feel happy. You can't. It's an emotion. Uh, hold on a minute. I know people that are really grumpy that don't want to be joyful and they never will be. Why are you looking at me like that when you say that? <laughs> grumpy and irritability is on that spectrum. Uh, so we might talk about irritability and grumpiness, yeah. Okay, so that's your definition of anger. Uh, when does it then become a problem? I mean, you just touched on, you know, people uh, maybe showing their anger, which can be a good thing. But when does anger become a problem? So I think anger is a problem when it's uncontrolled. When I look at my anger and I think this is not having a good effect on my work, this is having an impact, a negative impact on my relationships. Um, when someone tells me and it breaks my heart and unfortunately it happens so often and someone says, yeah, you know, he's angry at home and the kids get scared. Um, that's a real sign. You know, when your kids are frightened of you, there is something in your household or in you that is um, not being expressed in a healthy way. Um, I've known someone who said, I, I can't go there to eat. I can't go to that restaurant. Why not? Well, I, I was banned from there because of how I behaved last time. So when you start seeing that you've been banned from certain places... Um, when you use alcohol or drugs to cope with anger. So I think that, you know, anger, we really don't want to be angry for lots of reasons. It's linked to um, bad mental health, physical health, high blood pressure, heart attacks, diabetes, if we've got this constant state of anger. So it's recognizing that anger can contribute to our mental health problems. Um, and it can also be a symptom of other mental health problems. So when it's uncontrolled, again, simple example, just give on the mobile phone. I can lose my mobile phone. I can be irritated. I might curse under my breath. Um, but if I start sort of pushing things around or throwing items of furniture, or that's a sign that, yeah, this is, this is not a healthy expression of my anger. Okay, and you mentioned, like, if you had been banned from a restaurant can your anger not be because sometimes it can be unjustified and can that not then create a, a quite a just if it's if you've been hard dumb if you think that it wasn't right not maybe because you got angry whatever the reason was could that not then justify as a uh, healthy anger or not if it's a question of you thinking it's the it's i was right they were wrong or vice versa Yes, so there's, there's nothing wrong in I'm feeling angry. I don't know, let's give an example of the restaurant. Maybe I've sent my, my, my food back three times and it's still cold. Maybe the waiter was rude. Mm. It's okay for me to be angry. But if I've been banned, the chances are that I kicked up a fuss, I was abusive, I acted out that anger and once I'm starting to do that that's not a that's not a healthy behavior so we all have a choice we have to recognize this is anger and it's okay and I might want to say to the maitre d I'm feeling angry this is a lovely restaurant I've sent my food back three times mm. if you're unable to give me my food um, in the way I'd like it I'm, I'm going to leave the restaurant that's a healthy expression of 
anger. But, you know, throwing all of the, the plates and cups and all over the place and having a hissy fit, um, we're starting to move away from a healthy expression to something that's a bit more rageful. Okay, and what about the different forms of hidden anger? Keeping with that example, maybe because it's quite a good one, if you take the example of someone who is unhappy with a service in a restaurant and can be quite the opposite and say, oh, oh, crikey, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to upset anyone, and you, you're the one paying the bill, you're the one paying for a service, and but you're not going to want to say anything uh, because mm-hmm. you're maybe hiding inside, you're bubbling inside, thinking I'm not going to come back here or, or whatever you're thinking through the anger and you're hiding your anger. Is it, is it better to then do that? So I would say as a therapist, I would say it's just as bad to repress, suppress your anger as it is to act it out. And so... And much of this then comes to what we learned about anger growing up. And I'm just as, um, I was going to say disturbed. I can't find a better word. I'm just as disturbed when someone sits in the therapy room and says, yeah, I grew up in a household where I was told not to complain. And usually that anger is going to come out in a different way that's just as unhealthy. So, for example, um, we often talk about, and one of our questions later is going to be on on depression. Um, You know, we talk about depression being anger-turned inwards. Um, Sometimes because I haven't been able to express myself, uh, I haven't been able to get my needs met, that goes on for long enough, that anger actually is depression. Um, We all know someone that plays the victim. Um, People who play the victim are really angry because um, it's, it's almost like, you know, woe is me, poor me. That gives me permission to be angry. Now, in fairness, sometimes something bad has happened to that person and there might have been a trauma and they may genuinely have once been a victim. But if I walk around for the rest of my life with that as an identity badge, um, that's not healthy. Um, I'll give you a couple of other brief examples of how anger is hidden. Um, People who self-sabotage, people who got a great job and then at some point, or relationship, I don't really deserve this. And what they're really doing when they then make sure they get fired or they make sure the relationship ended. I was actually reading last night about... um, I think I was watching Graham Norton last week and Julia Roberts was dating Matthew Perry. Mm. And Matthew Perry, um, according to his... I haven't read his autobiography. And he said, I ended the relationship with her after several months because I adored her so much. I thought she was too good for me. And with no explanation, and she never understood why, I ended, I self-sabotaged the relationship. That's an example of anger turned inwards. Um... And one last example, um, you know, I did a lot of, lot of work with people with addictions. And addiction is very often they're the people who, as kids, didn't know where to take their anger. I must avoid it. So instead they find other ways that are detrimental to themselves because most addicts are causing their own lives havoc, their relationships get destroyed. But there's so much anger. So always when I'm in the therapy room and I'm working with someone, I'm always asking the question, if it's not evident, I'm wondering where your anger is. And the quieter they are 
and the more calm they are, the more curious I am. Well, hold on a minute. You haven't left me a chance to speak, so let me speak first. Go for first. it. Go no, for no, it. No, 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 I meant as Someone would qu- think you said the quieter yes. they are. Oh, I've got it. <laughs> I was worried you were thinking. You see? <laughs> you see? <laughs> you, it's, it's too early, you see. Okay, so... And, and, and in all of that, do you think that, well, you've explained the, the hidden anger, but could, can we be angry for no obvious reason? I think there's always, I think there's always a reason. There's always a stimulus. There's always a trigger that something has happened. And it's usually based on one of three things. It's usually based on um, uh, childhood. So, as I just said, what did you learn? Did you learn that it's okay to act out your behaviour? Did you learn that you shouldn't complain? Um, It's past experiences. Maybe I was bullied at school. um, Or maybe I'm under a lot of stress currently. But somewhere there, there is a foundation that is going to make that trigger, um, make that stimulus trigger me. Um, So, yes, there will always be something. So, again, I've given an example of a client just before we we take some listener questions. Um, Call my client Fred. Fred grew up with a very... um, angry alcoholic father and he was terrified of the anger and now as an adult he's afraid of his own anger and he will do anything in his relationship to avoid being angry but then as i say to him so where's your anger gone it's inside you it's in your body so i think there is always a context and a reason for our anger Okay, well, uh, taking just before we have a break for the new sport and weather, uh, first listener email in this morning says, Hello, Gavin. Hi, Sarah. I hope this fits the topic. Anger management. I think I have a bit uh, difficulties rather the other way round. It takes really a lot to make me angry. I remember that my last English teacher at school, must have been back in 1989, she said I would explode one day being calm all the time. So far that hasn't happened and I don't think it ever will. My question, is it a good thing becoming angry and if one can learn that. Can one learn that? Uh, For me, angry people are uncivilised people. Uh, Maybe I'm wrong. Well, without wanting to criticise a listener, I think there's an element of it that perhaps is wrong, but it's what we get conditioned. We get conditioned to believe that the emotion of feeling angry is wrong. And as I said before, what we do with it is wrong. And I think people who have this... um, have been told not to express their anger it will come out my guess is in other ways i'm a people pleaser um i've got low self-esteem so i would say to the person who's written in um just just note that be be wary of the fact that it's like saying i don't feel joy somewhere there there are things that you will feel angry about how you can practice it is just practice being assertive practice saying i feel angry when and and you can start with something that's really small that's irritated you um but i think the teacher was onto something when she said one day um you might explode and and very often people who like this listener don't want to feel anger deep down they're also really fearful of their anger i had a client say to me recently but if i was to feel my anger if i was to lean into this i don't know what would happen Um, And usually, I would say what will happen is nowhere near as bad 
as what will happen if you don't express it. Okay, so for you, everybody has anger. Correct. Everyone has anger. And so in the situation where you might consider yourself to be uh, quite a calm, easygoing person, that can be dangerous because it might suddenly bubble over and... Exactly. And, and you're also not getting your needs met because when something makes you angry um, and you're not able to acknowledge it, there's a part of you that isn't being seen. There's a part of you that isn't being acknowledged. And actually, anger, as I said before, anger is a... We're wired to be able to feel angry. It's a form of self-protection. So we need to know when to speak up for ourselves, when to defend ourselves, and when to say, hey, that's not acceptable behavior. That's a version of expressing my anger, and it's doing it in a healthy way. Okay, well, we'll fit in one more question from a listener because we've got quite a few to get through before 10 o'clock. Uh, morning. I'm looking forward to this show today. I get angry with my six-year-old daughter, and then I feel awful. I don't do anything bad to her, obviously, but I know I should be setting a better example. How can I better manage my anger and be a better mum? I'm guessing that me sitting in the garden with a gin and tonic while she has a temper tantrum is <laughs> maybe not the best idea and not what uh, Gavin would recommend recommend. Uh, P.S. It works for me. Well, I don't know. A healthy gin and tonic whilst your kid's <laughs> having a tantrum. Um, I don't think there's a parent out there that won't relate to that example because kids push parents' buttons. Um, and I would say that very often when a parent comes into the therapy room and says, I'm angry, it's not always anger, which we will talk a bit of it after the news, but sometimes it's it's, it's sometimes actually guilt. So it's anger and guilt. So I had a client who sort of was so angry because their child had forgotten it was, I can't remember what it was now, it was show and tell. And um, the parent had said the night before, we'll get everything ready to take in for the next day. And then they're in the car pulling up outside the school gates and child had forgotten what it is that they were supposed to bring in. And she said, I was so angry. And then I shouted at little Johnny and I felt, and, um, and then she said, and I felt guilty because it's my responsibility oh. and I should have got in the car and said to my, whatever it was, nine-year-old son, um, actually, you have you got what you need for today? So what was also there was recognizing that very often, I think it goes with the territory as a parent, it's very often guilt. So it's recognizing both emotions. Um, Joking aside, if that's what you do, if you're not over, you know, drinking to numb your feelings, um, you need to do something. We'll talk about some anger techniques, but to manage your anger, but also wreck and have some self-compassion because mm. that to me is about guilt. I feel I've let my child down and it's made me angry. And sometimes once we understand what that secondary emotion is, we relax a bit more. I get it now. It's my guilt. I feel bad I've let little Johnny down. Okay, well, I know I don't know whether this is the right thing to do, but when, yeah. I mean, Charlotte, she's lovely now, but she did used to have lots of ta temper tantrums when she was younger. Oh, she's not like her mother, then. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, I was awful. I brought Harrods <laughs> to a standstill wanting to push the buggy up the escalator, and Charlotte brought a plane to a standstill while we were going to a wedding in, in Ireland. But what I, when she started these temper tantrums, I used to do the same thing as her, 
which would actually make her stop and look at me and go, my goodness, what are you doing? <laughs> and she never did them again. That was it. It was just... I'd love to be a fly on the wall <laughs> on the aeroplane seeing Sarah if Lysett start... and Charlotte both... <laughs> Jumping up and down, banging on the exactly. window. Exactly. If you play them at their own game, they, they suddenly stop and look again. <laughs> you look really weird. <laughs> okay. Uh, Nine thirty. The news, sports, and weather is next. The English Breakfast Show is brought to you by Air France. Fly to spectacular destinations around the world. The Air France network accompanies you at every step of your travel cravings to make sure there is no location you cannot reach. Elegance is a journey. Air France. Go to airfrance.fr or in your local travel agency. It's just coming up to quarter to ten, Riviera Wellbeing. We're discussing with Gavin Sharp, anger management. When is anger healthy or unhealthy? Uh, just moving on swiftly with a couple more questions, Gavin, uh, because it's referring to when you mentioned the road rage. And uh, they said, I hope we have time to fit this one in. As Gavin mentioned road rage uh, during the intro, I had to write in. Uh, my father is always angry at the wheel. It's rare for us to have a car journey without him rudely gesturing at other drivers, cursing or honking his horn. He swears it's the French drivers who don't indicate and change lanes without warning. He nearly crashed by the ISM the other day. Crikey, that will set him back a few bob <laughs> with all the nice cars that pull up outside the ISM uh, because he was too busy shouting out the window at another driver and then driving too close to their car. So please, Gavin, who is in the wrong? The entire French population or my father? I could, I could get myself into trouble here. Um, I think that, um, dare I say it, your father, um, I think road rage is really interesting because there's something that happens to all of us. And if we're being honest, most of us can relate on some level to getting angry in the car. And it's, it always reminds me of being an, an online troll. There's something that we think that the world doesn't really see us and it gives us permission to behave in a way that's inappropriate because I'm in my little bubble and I'm safe. Um, and so I think, and lots of people who are predisposed to anger will drive more um, aggressively. Erratically. So, erratically, no. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's the way, to, that's the way uh, to describe it. So I think that what we have to try to do, if possible, and it's really difficult, but what I have found is that speaking from my own experience as well as working with clients, if you know that you are prone to road rage, try to leave early. Very often, I know that if I'm in a rush, then someone not indicating will irritate me. And if I'm relaxed because I'm not in a rush, it won't irritate me. So if you know you're prone, you try and leave as early as possible. Try and know your triggers. Is it that someone who drives too slow? Is it that people don't indicate? Um, try to play soothing music in the car, um, but really recognise that if this is a place where you get angry, you do need to do some work on it because it's not appropriate and it's a danger to other drivers. But recognise that driving can be stressful. I mean, there's so many mopeds that we all know. We go in the rush hour, and you know, and I find it very difficult to not get irritated. But as we we're saying before the news, what I choose to do with my anger—that's the key. 
Now, just like you mentioned at the beginning, you said, are we much angrier these days or does it just seem that way? Road rage, for example, be one thing I think that has kind of got blown out of proportion because I, I don't know, but I would have thought my experience is that before where you might have just, I don't know, shook your fist at somebody, well now people actually take it to extreme lengths to, to express their anger, stopping the car, getting out of the car, yep. punches are thrown, even worse things can happen. Why do you think that's something new? I think it probably is something new, and someone will probably contradict me, but I think I read somewhere that the number of road rage cases, severe cases, especially in America, where it leads to shootings, is going up. And I think it is a symptom that we are angrier. We're living through very stressful times. Probably driving on the roads is more stressful. There's more traffic, there's more cyclists, there's more mopeds. So there's a combination of factors. So we just need to be aware of that. And... Yes, look, reading the news. I can be angry when I've got to the end of the, reading the news if I haven't calmed myself down and I've got into the car. Um, what am I going to do with that anger? So, yes, I think it probably is growing and it's not, it's not a healthy expression of our anger. OK, well, I hope that answers your question and uh, if not, maybe invest in a chauffeur. No? <laughs> okay. Sarah's available. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I After do like driving. I'll yeah. be quite good. Um, okay, moving on. <laughs> Hi, Sarah and Gavin. I've been married for almost 20 years. I cannot remember a time when my husband was not angry at someone or something. He's a very loving husband and father, but we have lived on the edge of his anger, never quite knowing what will set him off. It's not easy for me to describe because he isn't aggressive, but he has never not been angry. I'm not sure if this makes any sense. But are some people just born angry or do they stay this way? I think we... Oh, no. do they stay this way? Sorry, yeah. they're born this way and do they stay this way? We're not born this way. I think there is, we can be predisposed. There is obviously a genetic component to how we experience stress. Um, but what this reminds me of is that, you know, anger can be addictive and we can actually be addicted to anger. People who... People who have grown up in very chaotic environments, um, very often just there is this addiction to chaos, to intensity, to drama. Um, and danger triggers the same receptors in our brain. So for some people, there is an addiction to anger. Um, I caveat it by saying that at the same time, anger can be a symptom of um, other mental health problems so people with adhd will often express more anger um people who have um depression so we always need to understand where what the is the is the anger what i'm responding to or is there something else that's underlying um but it's very tough and i think you know for that person when we're confronted with an angry person um we have to remind ourselves it's not about us it's about something in them. Can you ask yourself in that moment, what's the need that they're not meeting? What's underneath this? Um, what we tend to do, which doesn't help, is we tend to try to calm the person down. And sometimes we'd even say, calm down. But then when we do that, we're actually oh, minimizing no. their emotion. Mm, there's nothing so, worse. Yeah, so when you tell an angry person, calm down. <laughs> so, um, and then you need to avoid escalating it with the character assaults. Yeah. So assuming it's not rage and assuming it's not aggressive, you need to do your best to, I can see you're angry. Is there something I can do? Um, and I'm wondering what you might be angry about. 
Now, if that person on a scale of 0 to 10 is already you know, at a number 6 or 7, you need to probably walk away because they need to be able to self-regulate and calm down and the intervention won't help. Yeah, we're not at home to Mrs. Grumpy was one I cannot stand. We're not what? <laughs> if you're being grumpy, we're not at home to Mr. or Mrs. Grumpy. Ah, okay. Uh, hi. There's a lot of resonating in the show today for you, Sarah. Hi, Gavin. I ended a four-year relationship with someone who was passive-aggressive. I never felt good enough in the relationship. I was constantly blamed for not being able to make her happy. Whenever I would ask her about this, she would strongly deny it. As I listen to the show, I'm now wondering whether this was actually her anger. Now, that's interesting because you mentioned at the beginning how it can be the hidden anger. And I would say that's a classic example. People who are passive-aggressive haven't found the way to say, I'm disappointed, I'm angry, this has upset me. So that's a very good example. I would say eight, nine times out of ten, when you are with someone who is constantly passive-aggressive, they are not able to express their anger they leave you holding this feeling of being inadequate or I've disappointed. And it's not about you, it's about them. So very good example of hidden anger. Okay. A quick question uh, following up on the uh, teaching your children not to be angry. How do you do that if being angry uh, is a healthy emotion? How do you teach your children not to be angry if being angry is a healthy emo- emotion? Apart from jumping up and down and <laughs> screaming like I used to do with my children. I still do now to this day. I was going to say lead by example, but in Sarah's case, um, probably not the one. Um, I think you, 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 you want to help your child understand their anger and help them understand that there is a place for anger. So allow them to express it in an appropriate way. And when little John, which was always little Johnny today, little Mary um, decides to oh, throw... it's Christmas. Throw <laughs> I know, like the Jesus and Mary stuff. That wrong. <laughs> um, she's been at the mulled wine. <laughs> no, not yet. When, when little, by the way, I just opened the cupboard door and the Christmas tree's inside the cupboard. I, I just know, want well, to say think, it's not very yeah, festive. No, it's not. Nobody's being very so responsible. So we need, we need the Christmas tree out because <laughs> it made me angry. Um, we want the child to know, look, the difference between aggression and anger. Mm. And then we teach them how to self-regulate. It's okay to be angry. Um, this is how, what you do when you anger, how you calm yourself down. So we need to model anger as a healthy emotion. And unfortunately, what we tend to do because of society uh, norms is we say, don't be angry. No, don't do that. And the moment we're doing that we're not allowing the child to be able to start to differentiate between aggression i'm acting out my anger and a healthy experience of anger what about that with short just to finish on the children topic and you're mentioning it now about the you know expressing it what about i think there was a phase or it was a bit of a fad where children you'd say it wasn't the angry corner what do people say? Yeah, just go and sit step. and think about it. Or yeah. it was a think about... I don't know, at one point it was quite fashionable to say that. The naughty step or children. something, yeah. Um, well, how is that productive then? I'm not sure I would send the child away because I think, for me, there's a sort of negative connotation. But you might, if the child is very sort of... Um, Uh, you know, sort of hyper-regulated. You might want them to be able to teach them and say that it's not a punishment, but why don't you take a moment to breathe 
and calm down. Why don't you go and sit in the playroom or come and sit over here, um, you know, breathe. And when you feel ready, let's talk about what upset you. Yeah, time so, out, I think is what yeah, it's called. Yeah, so the, the time, time out, out, thank you. Um, yeah. Oh, members of my childhood. <laughs> um, so uh, way too many time outs. So it's, it's just teaching them. There's nothing wrong with the anger, but just now teach them how to self-regulate. Okay, uh, I've been in a relationship for nine months now. For Have the, you? No, <laughs> Charles would be a fine thing. Uh, for the most part, <laughs> it's a good relationship. Uh, but my partner has these outbursts over and over again. He can throw chairs or objects across the room in temper. He's never threatening towards me, but it scares and unsettles me. He has had problems at work recently too. Apart from delivering him to the doorstep of Riviera Radio, yeah, bring it on. <laughs> what? do we do? How do I approach this? Uh, what can I do? I'm not sure I want another 20 years of this. Many thanks and have a good day, both of you. Well, I'm going to leave out the back door just in case. <laughs> um, you know, I, I mean, I, I know we're making light because it's the breakfast show, but it, it's this is really hard and unfortunately I see this too often and this is, this is where unexpressed um, anger, perhaps over a long time, has become rage um and very often i'm interested this is what i would call anger attacks and this isn't appropriate um and it might be a symptom of alcohol misuse it might be a symptom of other mental health conditions either way i think if you're scared and unsettled you need to put a boundary down and a boundary is just put simply you will have heard me say this before on air this is not okay for me. And if you behave this way, I will, you know, I will leave the room. Um, I will ask you to leave the room. But we have to put a boundary down when we don't feel safe. And throwing chairs or objects across the room, don't know if there are kids involved, but um, is... Um, is an unhealthy expression of anger. And so that person needs to learn all the things that we were just saying that the child needs to learn how to self-regulate and how to express their anger. And there may be other stuff going on. You know, sometimes when we're grieving, um, we're angry. Now, if this person is showing lots of outbursts of anger, there might be something specific that's going on that's making them angry. They need to see a therapist. They need to do some work, some coaching. But for the person who's writing in, you need to put your boundary down. Okay, so I hope that helps you. Uh, boundaries down and maybe see a therapist. Mm -hmm. is that, that, that's your advice. Yeah. Okay, um, just very quickly, just two more. Uh, this one's come in. Again, it's on a, a relationship one. It kind of relates to the one we've just had. What about when your partner does something which makes you really angry, but you love them too much to tell them, as you know they will be upset by you focusing on that thing? Um, I would say that then you're not being authentic uh, and there's something missing in that, you know, I'm interested in what makes you fearful of upsetting your partner because you are experiencing something that to you is not acceptable. Um, so what I would say to that is, um, you know, help your partner look for, if you're the person that is experiencing the anger, I'll just say really quickly, um, some some quick techniques you have to recognize that you're getting angry so we have to get to know our triggers we get to know what's happening in our body i'm feeling tense or my clenching my fists my heart is pumping or clenched draw so jaw so we have to be able to identify that we're getting angry if i could just give one tip i mean there's so many count to ten 
we have to pause and slow ourselves down. Once that anger begins to spill over into rage, we're in that what we call the fight, flight, freeze response. That's the moment where now I'm being overwhelmed and I'm not being um, rational. So we need to try to catch ourselves before the anger spills over. So what's making me angry? Sometimes it can also be helpful to reframe. Um, will this really matter in six months' time? Have I assumed something bad of the other person? That's very common. It can be really helpful. Go back to the, the, the driving. When someone's driving really slowly, I try to say to myself, maybe this is a nervous driver. Maybe it's someone who's really old um, and they're not comfortable going above 25 miles per hour or whatever it is. And suddenly my anger, my resentment's gone down. So if you're the person who's got the anger, we need to try to manage it. And if you're the person on the receiving end, um, you do need to be able to, again, it's, it's the boundary. Yes, you might upset your partner, but this is what intimacy is about. It's about saying, this isn't okay. How can I help you? I'm wondering what you might be angry about. Okay, and in your explanation there, you just answered a, a final question. Was the difference between anger and rage, which is what you just said? Yeah, when, uh, it's, when, exactly. It's exactly what's happened. I haven't been able to express my anger, um, and it spills over. And, you know, the last thing I'll say, you know, we're, we're tight for time, but anger is often what we call a secondary emotion. And so for those of us who are either getting angry or we're in a relationship with someone who is angry, Recognize that sometimes anger is protecting another raw, vulnerable feeling. And so sometimes I'll ask someone, well, I'm wondering what else is there underneath the anger? And they say, well, I felt, I felt disrespected or I was so disappointed that I didn't get the job offer. So we also kind of look beneath the surface and we look for the secondary emotion. Okay, and uh, finally, just to wrap it up, yes. uh, some techniques. You mentioned the taking a deep breath and counting to ten. Uh, going to therapy as well can also be an option. What are some of the things that we can maybe uh, do on a day-to-day -day basis to manage our anger? Um, I would say on a day-to-day -day basis... Um Exercise is really good. Um, you know, in the old days, uh, anger management, and it's always in the in the movies. You'd hear the person sort of, you know, hitting the pillow. And um, but exercise is a much better way to actually um, release the um, the various kind of hormones and the adrenaline and the cortisol. So lots of exercise, um, and just if we can, when we notice um, notice what triggers you, is it a certain topic of conversation is it a certain person is it a certain place because once we become aware of our anger triggers then we become much better at being able to slow ourselves down and choose how we respond and and that's what anger is about it's it's okay to feel angry but i want to choose how i respond last very brief example you you probably won't remember this sir i've never mentioned it on air the first time i met you spilled a glass of water all over me soaked me rotten but you know what i chose how to respond in a kind way um and i was able to um no, i'm just kidding no, how, how long have you got because i've got a list of things here that <laughs> since we've been you. working together <laughs> made me angry oh i should uh, have we opened <laughs> Oh, well, thank you uh, so much, Gavin Sharp from Riviera Wellbeing. Uh, you can, of course, contact Gavin on gavin at rivierawellbeing.com. Gavin, 
have a wonderful festive season, Christmas, New Year. What are your plans? Thank you very much. Plans are to uh, go away. We're going to States to see family uh, and just get to some slightly milder weather, relax, spend time with family. So, uh, connection for me is really important, as it is for most of us over the Christmas period. Oh, well, lovely. It sounds like it will be fantastic. And back in the new year? I hope so. You know what? If you'll have me back... Definitely have you back. Then I hope to be back. So uh, we usually don't do something at the beginning of Jan. I think it will most likely to be February. So if they let me back in and they don't change the locks, uh, <laughs> I'd love to be back. And, and thank you so much, Sarah, for all your support over this year. Um, you're such a big supporter of the show. So uh, obviously the whole team, but really especially thank you to you. Oh, thank you, Gavin. Can I come with you for Christmas? It sounds nice. It sounds better than where I I'm going. Yeah, I'm not feeling angry or stressed or anything like <laughs> that. Of course you can. <laughs> Have a wonderful Christmas. Thank Gavin Sharp, so uh, Riviera Wellbeing Window. Louis Julien, it's 10 o'clock. Louis Julien, jeweler and watchmaker in Cannes for six generations, turning time into luxury. Official watch dealer for Rolex, Hublot, Chopard, and many more.